Derek is the new superintendent in a large unified school district. He wanted to hold the district accountable to the same standards they hold students to, to level up and surpass expectations. So he earned a doctoral degree in education online at Grand Canyon University. Now he's taking charge and making measured improvements. What do you think preparing students for success looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. All right, welcome everyone to the Plug Club podcast. I'm Kai and my life matters. I have my lovely guest for this episode. I have Ariana. Ariana, no justice, no peace. And I also have Treshawn. Hello, and my life matters. They are here to share their opinions today on justice or just us. But before we get into that, we, of course, have to give a shout out to Kaiko Productions and the awesome Two Elite Media Group for bringing you this broadcast on this day or whenever you're listening to it. Let's get into that three-piece plug. Yeah, uh, let me get a, let me get that three-piece. So we're going to start off with our popping plug, start off a little positive. So I guess one of the most popping things that have happened recently is that the quarantine is kind of over. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Should it be, you know? yeah, people have been acting like it is. I mean, they really have. People start wearing their masks. Oh, they do not want to wear their masks at all. Um, most places aren't completely back to normal, but I know that most are taking up to like, what, 25% capacity or something. And they're slowly trying to acclimate us back into business as normal, even though I don't think it'll ever be normal again. Um, But, you know, people obviously like at bars and beaches, we've seen videos of people just not really caring and just going back as normal. Um, Just be mindful and be careful. I mean, I'm glad we're not on lockdown anymore, but, you know, just kind of be mindful about that. I guess we'll see. But I am. You said you're on lockdown? I am. I'm not leaving the house with you. <laughs> I'm not completely convinced that the COVID, the corona, the whatever is going around is mm-hmm. safe enough for me. So yeah, because it's not because they, the there haven't been there hasn't been a decrease in cases. There's been an increase. There's been an influx actually, especially <laughs> since the um, race wars have begun. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. I'm telling you, I knew it was going to be in the Hunger Games sooner or later. Right. The colored games. The colored games. The colored games. (laughs) So, moving on to the political plug. Yes, y'all definitely be careful. Because there is just a lot of stuff going on that's not popping right now. But, um, the political plug, politicians and jokes, just take your pick. We don't, we can't even tell the difference anymore. Um, so this past month, we have heard the most, probably not even the most, but very ridiculous things coming out of Trump's mouth. Uh, which isn't new, just businesses, you know, per usual. But even Granddaddy Biden is saying stuff just about as stupid. <laughs> and I don't Man. understand how he got to be the Democratic nominee, but we're here now. So I don't know what we're going to do. But you got Trump over here saying, if you loot, they'll shoot. You got Joe saying, just shoot him in the leg. I just, I'm just like, at this point, at this point, are we on a reality TV show? Is this the American TV show that we don't know that we're in and the rest of the world is watching us and laughing? Um, it has to be. But, you know, besides Trump's foolishness, because we definitely will get into that, Biden, because he's supposed to be the, you know, opposition or whatever, people know that he was on The Breakfast Club a few weeks ago with Charlemagne, the god. I don't know why he calls himself a god, but... um. 
Joe Biden was on there. He kind of had like that jive talk going on and I wasn't feeling it. He kept calling Charlamagne, you know, come on, man. Come on, son. You know, all this other stuff. And then the most significant thing he said is if you were you're not black, if you don't vote for him. Um, how do y'all feel about that? Um, well, he's not black, so he has no right to tell me the what the color of my skin is based on who I vote for. <laughs> I don't care who I vote for. He shouldn't that should have never come out of his mouth in the first place. He did not have the right. I just to say that. Period. It was ridiculous. I don't even understand how he had the gall to say to make a statement like that. Where's your PR team? Like aren't they there with you? To te- to tell you what to say? That was foolish. <laughs> that was absolutely it's, foolish. It's a catch twenty two, honestly. Like the rebel in me and like the individual that I represent is like, who the hell is this old wrinkle white man to tell me what the fuck I'm <laughs> Period. Doing? Like But like honestly in comparison to like what we have when Donald Trump easily said like Black people have no jobs. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, it was honestly the equivalent, like, between the two. It's like, you got one person saying... I'm tired of these white people trying to speak for us, period. Like, please. The other guy's just like, what do you have to lose if you don't vote for me? It's just like, wow. It's the same thing, basically. It's a double-edged sword that we are definitely going to get sliced with because this is all we have. (laughs) You cannot honestly, at this point, you cannot sit here and tell me that Joe Biden is the better choice. He has dementia. He literally has dementia. And I try to tell my granny this. I get it. Trump is... That's a real thing? Yeah, well, Trump is tripping. We all know that. But Granddaddy Biden can't remember anything. He cannot remember. He can barely talk. Like, it's very sad to see. Even... What's the name? Bernie. Even though Bernie's like super old, he did seem like he was actually like cognizant of what was going on. Like he didn't look like he was looking off camera every five seconds to see what he was supposed to say. I was like, this is a hot mess. It's such a hot mess. Like who Who is setting us up? This is a setup. It's a setup. Oh my God. I have set up. I don't know. Like what is the point? Honestly, what is going to be the point of even going to the polls? In November, what is going to be cry? To cry about, like, what are we about to do? Y'all, we can't be that pessimistic. Y'all, we can't be that pessimistic. Jesus is going to crack them clouds November 4th. Lord, (laughs) I'm your president. Let's make it November 3rd. (laughs) Right, like, we got to be a little bit optimistic about it. In in small cases that, like, whoever he chooses to be his VP and his cabinet, like, we know that Trump got a bunch of holes in his cabinet, and he probably finna reshift them with some more trash people. So, like, True. if Granddaddy yeah. Biden picks a suitable VP who can probably whisper in his ear, like, hey, you slipping, or, you know, his cabinet keep him up, I'm okay with him being forgetful. As opposed to completely having a landfill in the president's office. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, friend. I really do. But I just feel like it's just going to be some more dumb shit, just a different version. Honestly, yeah. and you're right. It does depend on his VP. But who is that going to be? Because, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, it might be Stacey Abrams. It might be Kamala, which he might just use to pander to the black people. But Kamala, the feds, the people that the woman that was just calling him a racist, like what, five months ago? Like that's who's nope. it just looks real fake and it's like people people are not gonna be able to take that well, seriously. That's what America is fake. Yeah. 
Honestly, I don't know. Plus, you know, the Trumpers, I mean, they're very strong. They're very strong. They are. They definitely are. And I feel like the issue that the Democrats are, I guess, those who are on the left. And they really, honestly, Trump supporters really treat him like they're Beyonce. Girl, yes. They treat him like. They're fans Beyonce, of him. They're fans of him. They don't give a fuck about how he runs, how he governs a country at all. About at his all. people, they are concerned with his celebrity hood. Well, just like the Republicans, the Republicans and the Trumpers, they're just very like cohesive. They're together. Yeah. The Democrats are all over the place. The left, the liberals, whoever can't nobody get along. Like I don't really care too much for them. You know, we're starting to see a lot of white liberal racism come out mm-hmm. it's been it's coming out, out. it's coming out it's all <laughs> in the air it's so been spilling the out thing, it's, it's all in the, the air knowledge though like um so i know a lot of people are like not really paying attention to like the focus of maybe oh this is the presidential election but a lot of people are like like saying like let's really flip this house and let's flip this representative because a lot of the old dusty people are hoping that they kind of just like breeze by underneath the presidency elections mm-hmm. and that they just click red for like house and uh, for just the house chairs because the senate just voted in midterm so they got two more years but the house people getting ready to get up out their seat so like this is really the time to like evaluate like whether stuff is gonna be passed Right. We got to pay attention to what's actually we being passed. Mm-hmm. Just to, the policies. To the, Forget to the, the people. other stuff. Like, yeah, okay, president, cool. Like, thank goodness we have the woman in the house who is, like, leader of the house who be shutting a lot of stuff down that Trump be trying to Pelosi? get mm-hmm. through. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi. Thank goodness we oh, have her Jesus. in there. But she's up. Her seat is up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In November. So, like, if we don't pay attention, like, we're going to lose Nancy Pelosi. Maxine Waters is up. A lot of key people who have been, like, holding the fort are, like, up for election this November. Yeah. We should so, be paying like, attention now, to like, more than the president. That's, where, that's like, true. Our attention needs to divert. Too. If we can't, if we have to pick the lesser of two evils, then, like, let's make sure, like, you got a little small piece of evil, but you got like a. But big why do we have to have an evil at all? Why do we have, like that's my thing. Exactly. Like, well, that's it's a choice between Satan and the Antichrist. Rolling. Like which right. one's worse? <laughs> I just and I'm not saying that Biden or Trump are the equivalent of Satan and the Antichrist, but you know it's just like that's the comparison almost. I mean, they're very similar. Joe Biden doesn't pop off at the mouth as they much, are. which is true, because Trump is a celebrity. Trump is a celebrity. Yeah, that He's is the, been doing this. Yeah, one thing about Trump, Trump, he ain't changed. You know, and one even thing. Joe Biden, you know, he wants to talk about look at my record, look at my history. Um, So you were for not blessing the black people to come into the white town. Right. You know, and I know times were times have changed, but you know, I'm just, it's it's like you can't really look at him with a straight face and think, ooh, that's going to be my next president. At all. You actually can't. And I completely I can't take you seriously, statement. granddaddy. You need to be in the nursing home. You need to be in the nursing oh home. But, you know, I guess we'll just see. Honestly, we just need to get this to Jesus at this point it's because the fact that it's the, le- just the fact that you said, like, lesser of two evils, this is just like 2016. Like, really nobody is. can really physically be like, Besides, I guess the fans of Trump think like this is going to be my next president because the white women, that's who we need to be concerned about. All the right. black people voted for Hillary. All of the Karens. Everybody. We right. To, we, the, Karens. See, the Karens are going to show up at the polls. Baby, if the, oh, Karens, baby, the Karens don't have nothing better to do. If they're the civil duty. Exposure it's that they it's really through. in their court. If the Karens don't the want Karens Biden, 
I don't know, y'all. <laughs> the Karens, the Karens already don't like him because they say he's too touchy feely. But then you got another president that yikes, both of them, both of them. I've seen so much footage and pictures. I was like, how have we, how have we gotten to this point? Right? How have we gotten to this point? Yeah, so, um, this is a joke. This this is a joke. We're on candid camera somewhere. We just don't know it. Yeah. Well, We're getting and asking picture <laughs> is the director. We're on punked. Literally. I'm sure the Chinese are cracking up. Um, everybody, so everybody. Everybody. Moving on to the petty plug because, oh goodness. So the celebrity canceled train. Who's next? For the past two weeks, many celebrities have been getting canceled on Twitter and Instagram over their opinions or lack thereof on the George Floyd murder and police brutality in general. So we started off with Doja Cat, which really kind of had nothing to do with George Floyd, but it did have something to do with racism. That was a lot of drama. I don't really care too much for Doja Cat, but, you know, she's mixed and she's talking to white people about niggers and being stupid. Um, Then we got Trina. We got Ari. I'm not sure which Ari this is. I'm assuming G Herbo's baby mama, whatever. Um, Tokyo Jets. We got Shakina. What's Tiny? Shakina. Tiny friend. Honestly, I'm like, ain't that the girl who said, yes, niece? Like, she's a meme to me. I honestly haven't seen her in a long time. Lori Harvey, we got B. Simone, the baby. I didn't know the baby got canceled, but the baby. Thanks. Virgil, Virgil, who is that? Do you know who Virgil is? Because me and Ariane don't know who that is. Mm-mm. No. They keep they just kept tweeting his name, and I was like, who is that? Um, they don't make anybody relevant if they say something's dumb. I know. I was like, who is that? We got Killer Mike, we got T.I., we got Desi Banks, we got Lil Wayne, and many, many more. So before we even move forward, let's go back to T.I. and Killer Mike because that Atlanta press conference was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. Already y'all's town is just just flames, but you brought T.I. out of God knows what because I don't know if he had just woke up or if he was drunk, but he looked a mess. And he, he got up there mess, and like, called Atlanta Wakanda in a very serious in a very serious fashion, a like press Cassandra. conference. <laughs> not not your show, not your podcast, not expeditiously. You are talking about Wakanda in a government press conference. Talk about this is like Atlanta don't have racism. First of all, oh, just Jesus, because I don't. Even this understand. is Wakanda. This like, is that's what? you had your five seconds, and that's what you said. And that's what you said. Now Ti can be I'm canceled. So that's I fine. Completely missed Ti like, has been canceled. We've been canceling him a long time ago. Right. Like fine. over his own business that he spilled. Anyways, now Killer Mike. This one's kind of hard for me though because what did he I say? liked Killer Mike. Actually, like had a lot Killer of good Mike. things to say. The only problem I that I have with him, he's okay. He's like he's an activist. He was one of the black men that really like spoke up for Bernie, especially in 2016. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of speeches about Bernie. He's a huge Bernie supporter, but he's about like black owned businesses. He's about supporting black people. He's actually a really good activist. The only issue I have with Killer Mike was because I really enjoyed what he said. Pretty much everything he said. But why would you get on television promoting peace and y'all start burning everything down and y'all need to mobilize with a shirt? His shirt said, kill your masters on it, right? Because he's Well, he's, that's the kind of his motif. That's the thing that he always... But don't he, you think he, he was like, kind of a, like, mind fuck? Like, why are you telling, oh, y'all don't burn nothing down, don't do nothing, but you got a shirt that says, kill your masters on it. Like, <laughs> I need you to stand for what you're going to stand for or not. Because I know you wore that on purpose. Well, like, mm-hmm. the, the masters conversation, I've seen, like, a lot of his videos and stuff like that. And so, like, the master's things can be taken into any context, not just, like, 
the political system or anything like that. Like, Mm -hmm. whatever oppresses you, like, individually is ultimately your master. Like, not necessarily, and it's different for everybody. So, like, you have to kill whatever is harming you or keeping you from being your best self. Yeah, and and honestly, well, if if that context was there, that would have made more sense. But everybody's mad at the police, more so the whites. Right. And when you have a shirt that says "Kill Your Master," we're already thinking about oh, master slavery, white people. You know what I'm saying? And people are violent right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're saying "Kill Your Master." I was like, he should have thought a little bit more about it. I mean, it's not like you just pulled a shirt out the drawer that said "Class of '93." You know, you didn't just pull you know freaknik a freaknik shirt out. No, you wore that on purpose. Right. Like, I was like, I really understand what you're saying, but you're on TV, so I'm watching you. And then you have this demeanor. It was just, it was kind of confusing. So what he said was good. So if you listen to the audio, it's perfectly fine. But the video, I was like, okay, where are y'all PR people at, for real? Seriously. Because <laughs> yeah. um, nobody's thinking about this stuff. I feel like people uh, are just trying to get a statement out there, and they're not even concerned about what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, because they're probably scared of being canceled, like mm-hmm. all these other people who have been yeah. canceled. Um, but with Shekinah, I don't even understand... <laughs> I don't understand why they canceled her either. I don't understand why they canceled her, but... But even with Trina, so like... she's not... She's First of all, she's not somebody who's... I mean, she's on Love & Hip Hop, for goodness sake. They are not activists. They're (laughs) celebrities. That's why I don't understand why people are taking their opinions. I mean, okay, so I guess it's kind of a, a, a... a pros and cons type of thing because we do know that celebrities do have influence. They especially over thought and fashion, and but they we can don't look to them for but, political advice. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like with her, I get that her and Trina, like they were mad because I guess their friends. Because you know, ATL is a huge black business. Like it's yeah. like the mecca. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people's businesses were getting broken too, and they probably were really upset about that. Now, mind you, they have insurance, so right. I'm not saying that I agree with they it, could. but it's not like it's the end of the world. Like somebody died, you know. Like yeah. that's why they're protesting, but. You know, people were so mad at Trina and her and they coons and because they're mad that their own personal friends' businesses got broken into when they kind of didn't have to be, you know, like, okay. And even with Lil Wayne and what he said, I was talking about it earlier, you know, Lil Wayne was just saying, like, most of y'all who are not even out in the streets protesting, y'all are, you know, tweeting and wearing T-shirts. He said, but after that, you know, you want to cancel me, but after that, what else are y'all going to be doing? You know, and I only gave Lil Wayne some credit because after Katrina, he went down there and was cleaning stuff up mm-hmm. and he was doing certain things. And he's the only, he's like one of the main people that was doing stuff down there for a long time. Yeah, so he, I feel like I gave him a little bit of grace, but, you know, just canceling people and calling, especially celebrities, calling them coons. I mean, half of them are coons. They Literally are. They are coons. But That's for other reasons. Celebrities exactly. <laughs> for a whole <laughs> list of reasons. But because they maybe didn't even speak out on this, y'all are mad at them. And I'm just thinking, like, but are these the people that we're supposed to be looking to, like you said, for political advice? What the hell is Lil Wayne going to do? But that just shows the type of... The type of hierarchy we put on celebrities, right? Like, yeah. like I think we people are just mad, and they just didn't really and know they, where to and, place And it. some celebrities really do develop like a savior complex, and yeah. they shouldn't because they aren't <laughs> Kanye. They're not their selves to us, and so like we only get like a sprinkle of an image of a character they have tapped into to make money, and like mm-hmm. so like Ooh, and so we should Oof. not we should not be investing you know, like, intellectual resources into their input or output and stuff like that. And so, like, that's why I'm kind of over cancel culture because, okay, so you unfollow them and you let go of their music. 
what what good is that? Like, if they aren't learning anything and they're still calling you an animal and this, that, and the other, let them have their opinion. Like, right. Just fall back. Yeah. You don't have to be like, oh, we're canceling. You just don't have to support <laughs> them. Y'all just leave them alone and Literally. stop supporting them, period. Because y'all try to create like this this cancel train that like everybody's getting picked up and dropped off. And it really doesn't do anything but make people more like bad bad baby you're You're just giving them more publicity and get making more famous these people are getting clout from these things yeah nobody knew who shekinah was before this i obviously didn't know who she was i didn't know how to say her name i ain't gonna do that because i knew who she was i mean i did because i I just knew she was tiny's friend yeah i used to watch this and she's uh, a meme yes niece she's a meme yeah i'm not gonna take you seriously like if she wanted to cry on Instagram, let her do that. Like, oh, how is she a coon for that? I just don't understand. I like, don't that's the thing about Twitter. Like, they're just too all over the place. People like, don't even know the coons are at home sitting down uh, tweeting that people are coon. Yeah. That's where the coon is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, reveal you. If we're going to be honest, that's exactly what they're doing. Out here, exactly out here, Transformers, more than meets the eye. Like, you're in here <laughs> fooling us all. Yeah, you know, and then people funny. put what's the name Tory Lanez with his crazy self on the pedestal. Like, ooh, Tory Lanez says something. Who the fuck okay. is Tory Lanez? Right. A like, sampler. What? A sampler. Oh my gosh. A sampler. I oh. just can't. The one that gonna, put the one that puts on Demon Time. That's the one y'all were talking about. What'd you say? Somebody's gonna put Tory Lanez on a TV show. Like, oh yeah. After what he's done during this, after I heard that he like has has gotten some kind of a contract to do some kind of because he he was doing Demon Time. He was having oh, girls okay. twerk on his Instagram and shit. Like that's what you were doing before this. You were exploiting black women. Oh. To now say, <laughs> oh, we need to all you know protest and stuff. I said, are you for real? He said you Boy, get back in the studio time. and make me another sample. Okay. I want a Kanye sample next. Don't. Oh, wait, that's Bryson Tiller. <laughs> sorry, and you know what? Tiller. I thought Bryson Tiller and Tory Lanez were the same person for Girl, the longest. They might as well be. They sound a damn thing. Oh, my gosh. Is this where R&B is gone? But, but still, like, you were just over here yelling demon time. Like, you were just over Literally. here doing this. That's like, I'm like, why are y'all trying to use y'all platform for something different now? Yeah. Why are, Why is it that now everybody is suddenly an activist? Like, everybody's woke. Everybody's woke. <laughs> like, uh, B. Simone getting on. Like, <sighs> they, the way that they dragged her, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> like, I ain't never seen And they been dragging her. She's just and they, screaming. She does. Well, see, yeah, and see, that's, does, but... that's the thing that I have an issue with. It's like, the beast Simone that y'all are talking about, like that's a character. It is because right. her name is Braylon. Opposed to like the actual beast Simone, like that would be an activist. Like you can't compare the two, and that's what kind well, of but well, she's clearly not an activist. She proved that to us. She's she barely a comedian. Okay, so if I'm going by the things that I saw on Twitter, like a lot of the things that people were quoting and stuff like that, it's stuff that she would say in a skit. Like that's not something you would catch her saying in an actual intellectual. Mm conversation hopefully you know Mm -hmm. i don't know but like y'all are like one of the tweets that i saw was like but you out here screaming that's my boyfriend and you out here saying that you out here for god and like you have to you have to actually be able to separate yeah Yeah, i just think that that wasn't the time for her to make her spirituality known because i mean i've had her her talk about um god i guess her dad is a pastor or something like that mm, she her, used to go to my dad's church yeah i've heard her talk about um things related to like spirituality before but i think that people were so angry because 
um, she just picked a bad time for that to be the topic of conversation. Like, since nobody's nobody cares, like everybody's out here. She should have just sat there else. ate her food. But she basically said that I'm not going to speak up about this because. I believe in turning up the cheek. That's pretty much what she said. She should have just been quiet. But it was just like, you didn't have to say anything at all. Nobody right. was looking to you for you to say anything. Just like the Desi character. Nobody was looking to y'all to say anything. Comedians. Y'all didn't Comedians. say anything. But and I mean, the... comedians are like traditionally kind of political. Yeah, are political, you know, but they I... are not. Social media... Comedians are not that. They've never been that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I think, I think that we can say that now, but like growing up, I can honestly say that like our, I don't want to even say like our elders. I specifically put it on our parents because not so much the grandparents, but our parents. They kind of did go with the types of what celebrities agree with. True. Not so much us because we kind of develop our own sense of identity. Well, some of fail. us. Some and, of us. <laughs> and so like, I think people who are kind of stepping up in status are following suit to what they were doing. So, you know, like, although you had a lot of people who ignored Tupac Shakur, they are saying that a lot of the stuff that he's talking about did come to pass. So they, they feel did. like they mm -hmm. have to speak up and, you know, say their piece, even if it's not so much a fact or, you know, yeah. like they know they have a platform. They know they have listeners and they know they have people who are kind of like looking for like someone to be a light or to be a beacon or to be a leader. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in in drastic or hasty moments within a snap, all it takes is you for the op open an app and to type something. You got 140 yeah. characters. So like that can either be like your moment or that can be like your moment of destruction. So like, mm -hmm. and so, like it work it's working for half some of people. His and it's he had like a million followers. He lost half of them. In oh, one I bet day. he did. In like a few hours of him posting whatever he posted. I just seen the apology. I was like, I'm not even looking at this. Honestly, I didn't care. That was, that was probably like the day that I deleted so, all my social medias. Because I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, people are I haven't here. been on Twitter, like, at all, really. I, I haven't was... either. I haven't been on it since that week. Like, when, when 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 this stuff started happening, I was like, all right, it's time for me. I just have to. I can't. Well, like, Trey, going back to what you said about, like, us looking for beacons of light, you know, I saw that somebody posted a video of Malcolm X in the 60s talking about how no other race but black people, really African-Americans, look to entertainers mm -hmm. as leaders. I saw that, too. Every other race doesn't use their entertainers. Like, you would never see Elvis come out and start really speaking on something, or you would yeah. never see, I don't know, Bean Crosby or whoever was alive back in the day, like, Elizabeth Taylor, she's not going to come out here and do a whole, like... But as black people, he said, even back in that day, they were looking to Dick Gregory, who was a yeah. comedian back mm -hmm. then. You know, they were looking to Lena Horne. He said, why are we looking at them? Well, those if you think about it, those were the only people that we had. That they the could media. look up to. So I was thinking right. about it. I was like, well, that is our influence. That's how we kind of broke into the white world anyway. But yeah. Malcolm X kind of did have so, a point, though, because yeah. we had Malcolm X. We had MLK. We had Meg Rabbers. We had people, yeah. at least at that time, who were leaders. So At that point, we did. But before that, and traditionally speaking, like we really didn't have... And we ain't had it since, either. And we, and we really haven't. When well, was the last I, time you saw somebody uh, um, really advocated for black people? And that's what they the do. media. Like mm -hmm. really advocating, and that is their job description. Nobody's yeah. going to pay a black person to do that. So I I completely agree with like what's being stated, and like it's just important that we like all look at like 
the collective aspect. Mm -hmm. Like, when Malcolm X was saying that, like, I don't think he really realized, like, the type, the power of intersection. And that's kind of the thing that we're breaking into, like, within our generation, is the power of, of being a focal point for, like, an access for, like, multi, for people across different aspects so like yes they're looking at lena horn because not only do you have white people you have powerful white people you have powerful you know asians who have money who are breaking in to that dynamic and stuff like that so now they have access to individuals who could help so that's why i think there was power in that but i also understood where malcolm x was talking about because he's saying we're on the front line they're not, they're still like out there mm -hmm. doing what their passions are, getting paid, but they're not necessarily turning the tide to focus on what we're doing. That's, so I, yeah. he just kind of had a, I think he had a conflict, not so much with like dissing them and saying what they're doing is wrong. It's just saying like, hey, you, you, you got to be where the fight is and the fight yeah. is with us, where yeah. we are right now. I completely yeah, agree with that. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that too, but I do feel like there was a certain, then, during Malcolm X's time, there were more, I guess, um, the entertainment world and activism were kind of synonymous, low-key. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. mo I mean, because if you think about um, Black arts as a whole, like, mm -hmm. most of our expression and most of what we know about what was going on came through those arts. True. Sam Cooke, Aretha, exactly. Marvin Gaye. Exactly. Yeah. And we had more than just music, the films, like mm -hmm. the black exploitation stuff and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like we saw like what was going on through the arts. And that's how we And, and that's how we saw us. Yeah, and that's how we that's saw us. And tra that's traditionally like... that's just what we see mm -hmm. um as black people. And I feel like that's a blessing and a detriment sometimes too, because now, like, we have the kids who ain't been through shit that's uh, speaking Ooh, out child. on social media. These 2,000 babies. Exactly. Don't like, we ain't, Ooh. we haven't been through nearly nary like, nothing that nobody before us went through. So Gen now we're Z? just, we really oh, are whitewashed. Gosh. We are living a good life. Like, we don't Welcome have nothing good really. Life. We really are. Even millennials, we're bad, but Gen Z, I don't know what was in that Gerber, Gerber food in 99. I don't either. But Lord, I mean, the disrespect, the yeah arrogance i mean oh my gosh but yeah. we're not here to talk about them because they don't know what they be talking about they barely 20 but i mean millennials too to be honest yeah like we just don't yeah. have whatever whatever that extra spice we don't have that struggle that they had in the 60s we don't have that nope we don't so have that we have a we have a different set of problems yeah we have a different set of problems i say before we switch into another subject oh, what yeah, it really is is that like we've lost like that collectivism aspect yeah mm -hmm. because in the 60s and partially into the 70s everywhere you went like you were surrounded by black people you were surrounded by blackness mm -hmm. and yeah. so like you wasn't really focused I mean, that's because had, all the black people were in the same place we're more scared yeah, like, now who was going to church thanks you integration going to right. pop stores you were going to schools like you were going places that looked exactly like you. And so, so my like, granny was raised. Yeah. So now we've introduced like children to this world of diversity. And like, that's slightly intimidating to like some, some children. Like, mm -hmm. you really 
yeah. especially being in an education field i see it a lot like yep. you go from like you might start like where your children are just around your family and then they get introduced to like a school but like people want their children to do better so they start like spreading them out mm-hmm. and they start really falling under pressure and but stuff. they just stop teaching their kids about being black like we don't teach the black experience is not something that can be taught it's something that you live out and I feel like when you I mean I think that diversity is great but when you are not we don't know where you came your, from. When you are not teaching your children where, the history of where it came from, and they're not learning it anywhere else, they don't know where like, they're going. They don't. They don't know how. They don't know how to relate. Like, and plus, they, if like, your kids are with Karens all the time, she gonna become one too. Exactly. Just a and black one. Like, <laughs> exactly, and that's how you get a watered down black. Yep. And that's how you get over overly exaggerated white folks being black. Yes, yes. it's a mix. Like you said, yes. the inter- it's, it's like it's you got. What's the name? Because, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The 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 thing that like I I, I listen to um, Minister Louis Farrakhan a lot, and he said like the biggest the biggest sword that killed us honestly was the power of integration. Yep. It's because like yes, you know you start to develop a more i your identity starts to shift into a more American ideal, but you really start to lose in touch with yourself and your history because now everything you've learned, you're learning is being passed down from the whites. Like you're mm-hmm. starting to come to like an Anglo-Saxon, Anglo-Saxon perspective of mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. they interpretate about your mm-hmm. life, about yeah. your life, about things like this. So it's not coming from, your grandmother it's not coming from a primary source it's coming from a very second third mm. fourth type stuff that mm-hmm. they can only assume because they're not living in your in your in your area your neighborhood right. none of that yeah so like true. who are you really in touch with like is does is what they're teaching you actually represent you and the answer is no yeah so, essentially <laughs> essentially we've been taught our own stereotypes yeah ain't that exactly. sad and so you, you we, think, we think about ourselves the same way white folks do like right and that's so yeah. tr- oh it's frustrating but that's so true because when i was younger and we used to remember we used to go um praying in all them mm-hmm. areas and all the other stuff i used to be scared yep like, we used to go to the projects. Yes, <laughs> we pray. used to literally go to the projects to play. And I would literally be scared, afraid, like shaking in my boots. And it was nobody's fault. It's just what I had internalized at that point. Yep. Y'all, y'all raised very, very good points. And the and the simplest answer I can I have realized, and the simplest way that I can put it is that America feeds off of black trauma. Yeah. They yeah. Look Trauma in general. So that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. Black trauma. Mm-hmm. And it outrage. And if you can make it entertaining, you didn't really hit the jackpot. Yeah. So that's, and honestly, I'm not even mad at, at Tyler Perry anymore because he found a niche and that's just where he decided to stay. So like, I mean, in this natural selection natural selective type world we're living in because that's what it is the survival of the fittest mm-hmm. you get in you fit in and i'm no longer mad at tyler perry for that because like as i'm learning and as i'm growing like I'm if you don't mad. get it somebody else will yeah 
I'm not yeah. even mad at him. I, I guess I, I just wish never, he would honestly, do more. I was never mad at it's Tyler Perry. I, I think it's I just, just the expectation think, people have. Really. Yeah, I don't like even, they want him to do better. But when you think about Tyler Perry, he's just like a lot of these other like Christian leaders. Because church is stuff. always in them plays and right. stuff. Church so. was always in his plays. He's very he he has that same like Westernized Christian ideology about certain things, and it's. It just is what it is. I don't think that he was intentionally trying to perpetuate this stereotype of black, the black woman. I really don't think that he did that intentionally. I just think that he saw what was selling and just yeah. went with it. Yeah, honestly, he's a, he a victim of capitalism just like everybody yep, else. Yep, just like what he said, natural selection. Yeah. I mean, he's he's really good friends with Oprah and him, so yeah. God only knows. Ooh, and that's not a compliment right now. Ooh, it's really not. Let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. We're going to move forward because this ain't about Tyler Perry. Um, but before we get into the topic today, we're going to have a few messages for y'all. So just be right back. All right. So we're back with our topic today. Justice or just us. So... America, as well as the rest of the world, has been tested since 2020 has began. 2020, she came in very strong. She said, I don't have time for y'all. Y'all gonna have time for me, though. Um, so we pretty much know what time it is, or maybe not, because we just never know <laughs> what the what this year is going to bring us. But change has been very abrupt and very often in this year. Now that the world is protesting America's legal system and police brutality, the mistreatment of black people, especially in the U.S., has been put on the world stage probably more than ever. So despite another tragedy and another life lost or lives lost, America is finally being put on the hot seat globally to get their shit together. So I just wanted to ask y'all, because, um, you know, we know that the whole thing about the U.S. being built on liberty and freedom is nothing short of a lie. <laughs> but I just wanted to ask how y'all felt about... Um, George Floyd's, you know, murder. I mean, of course, obviously, there's no good feelings about it. But how how did it make you feel seeing this again? I think that, um, honestly, when I first saw the video and read the headline, I didn't watch the um, video all the way through because I didn't want to see another black I man being yeah. murdered. Um, but the fact that something like that is even circulating through the internet and now that it's out there forever, it's just honestly it's so traumatizing. It was extremely traumatizing for me. So I can only imagine how his family felt seeing him be murdered, like live and in action while it was happening. Over um, and as over he was and begging, over. As he was begging for his breath. Like, mm -hmm. I just think I can't. The whole thing is just really frustrating and disheartening and then the fact that we as black people we keep having to see this shit happen mm -hmm. we keep everybody see, yeah and we keep having to see this these videos surface and just hear all of the read these articles and hear all of this stuff about lives being taken by people who are supposed to be protecting and serving. Like, it's just crazy. It's scary. And it's, like, I don't, I'm honestly quite dumbfounded by the whole thing. Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand why it keeps happening. I don't understand who keeps recording. I don't understand Ooh, who keeps girl. circulating. Like, it's mm -hmm. just, it's just all crazy. It's all crazy. Well, Trey, how do you feel? Who, <clears throat> um... So this one hit particularly different. Um, I'm actually kind of familiar with with George Floyd and his family. Uh, they stayed out here. 
um, in Houston. He's a product of Third Ward, Jack Yates. Um, and his family stays in the Missouri City area, and I'm kind of familiar with, like, his younger siblings, um, younger cousins and stuff. So it kind of hit a little different mm-hmm. as far as, like, seeing just another Black man pass and kind of someone you've seen in passing and stuff like that. Um, it's It's very destructive being a Black man and seeing another Black man die yet again at the hands of the police. Um, so I don't take away, I don't take life for granted in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, not that I have, but like, it starts really getting concrete at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, also it's, I think a lot of the things that we're seeing as far as the support that is coming behind them is, if I'm not mistaken, the first incident where a man lost his life because he was being suffocated was Eric Gardner. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, that might have been a coincidence, but now we have a different police officer also suffocating another black man on camera. So I think the support that is being rallied behind George Floyd Mm -hmm. is kind of not necessarily warranted, but needed because now we're seeing that, okay, you might have accidentally strangled one black man, but two, that's pushing it. Like, (laughs) so many. Like, that's too many. Like, and whether you're doing it with your arms or you're doing it with your knee, like there's too many ways that a black man can lose his life at the, at at your hands already with the weapons that you have before Mm -hmm. you to put your knee in the back of somebody's neck and you hear him verbally saying, I can't breathe. And he, Ooh, he calls out for his mother. Like that was the last straw for me. Like I was like, like he called out for his mom and I was just like, okay, like, where's your moral compass like outside of the badge right and so like so many things of me got questioned like i don't think that i would have been even okay like as an activist that i am seeing something like that and not doing something to the police officer gotta be completely honest probably would have went and tackled him um so like it just it just all makes you really 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 have some ingrained hate when you see like a white yeah. person mm-hmm. in a police uniform see, for sure. and then especially when you just kind of see them you know be dismissive of the whole thing mm-hmm. and like he didn't seem apologetic in fact he went and like had protection from the minneapolis police department like they had like 40 officers around his house instead of having him arrested like like, there is no reason why, like, this one person in a uniform has this much power. And right, privilege. right. Like, yeah. And so, like, that dynamic that Black people have been screaming for years has finally been seen. Like, it's all been creeping up to, like, a moment. And mm-hmm. I would hate to say that this is it because I don't think that it quite is just yet. I mm-hmm. find, I do think that we're close to the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. But we ain't planted the flag yet. Something about to crack open. Something is about to to go down. Unfortunately, it's not the Ahmad situation or the Brianna situation or the George Floyd situation or even the young gentleman who was running from the police who ended up getting murdered. Like Mm -hmm. it's not it's not those situations. It unfortunately we are fed up, but we ain't to the point where 
this one woman was going on a very impactful rant and she was like you lucky that black people only want equality and not, not revenge, revenge. Mm-hmm. and i don't think that we have i think we're like at the edge of equality don't with this young me, generation that we have i think edge. we're like right on the edge of equality to where we like are about to enact revenge mm-hmm. and i don't think that's something that I don't think anybody wants that. Or Trump <laughs> campaign or any city is really ready for. Ooh, that's going to be some smoke. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be so a yeah, lot of fire with little, it. That's my take. I'm sorry I had to get a little deep and dense, but no, you're it's fine. just, whew, it just, it, it, it's shaped a whole lot different than it was for the civil rights movement or yeah. the Rodney King situation mm-hmm. or the Trayvon Martin situation. Like the list goes on and on and mm-hmm. on and on. And this narrative that people just, this narrative that we have to look to the police officer as as a protector and then they end up killing us is just blowing my fucking mind. It's Excuse a mind me. fuck for sure. Yeah, it, it like, like, if I can't look for protection in the protector, then who the hell do I look to? Ooh, right. Jesus. <laughs> yes. I mean, of course, Jesus. But it's like we really don't have a, like a choice. Like, like in, in the who flesh, else who do I look to? Like, yeah. who do I look to? Because I'm in this I'm in this society that's that has showed me that the police are supposed to be here to protect me. And it has it on their fucking cars and on their badge that they're supposed to serve and protect. But they killing and getting away with it. Yeah. Who are they serving and protecting? Because it show ain't right. us. Themselves, <laughs> right. it seemed like. Yeah. <laughs> 40 police. Like you, when you were saying how this one hit a little different, actually, this one did hit different, it especially did. for my household, because when I was about two years old, my grandmother's sisters, or I guess my grandmother's nephew, um, they lived in California, and he was uh, strangled by the police. They did chokehold, and they pretty much did him the same way. They suff- suffocated him. And he died at the hands of the Sacramento police, and nobody went to jail. I think maybe only, like, five years ago, they got some type of settlement from the city. But just think, that happened in 1997. Five years ago, ago they finally got something from the city. And for the longest, I mean, there was nothing going on. And, I mean— the fact that my Aunt Jen lost one of her children to police brutality. You know, yeah. I, I didn't really obviously know Glenn because I was only about two years old. So I remember hearing about it growing up. But this one definitely made my grandmother very, very upset because it was very similar to, I mean, not like he was running and they shot him. Like, you were on him and just killing him slowly in front of everybody. And it just, like you said, it plants, unfortunately plants that seed of this hate and this disdain and this just like, I really cannot, like, it's just dark, you know? And And it's not fair. Even that feeling that you have, like, imagine the daughter of Eric Gardner right now. Yeah. Like, that's reliving it. And she's still fighting Mm -hmm. for some type of retribution to be done on her father's behalf. Yeah. You know, Eric Garner lost his life. Eric Garner's wife ended up passing shortly after. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I would completely understand if like that triggering moment kind of set Eric Garner's daughters off. Mm-hmm. Like, and she just did something super rampant. Like, mm-hmm. like Ted Bundy style. Like, Oh just Lord, that, like, a snap, like snap, a complete snap. <laughs> yeah, and so like, like that's and that's the kind of thing that kind of like 
I want to like start discussing like within like the community now mm-hmm. is like, the mental aspect that like we've seen behind black trauma mm-hmm. and how like within an instance of seeing another black man die at the hands of police, it can really like set you back mm-hmm. or Definitely. it can make you snap. Mm-hmm. It so, feels so like, familiar. Yeah. Even for people that was like Rodney King, we weren't even born when that happened. Right. We know about that and just and seeing so it every time. It. And, and you know, it's crazy. That, I mean, that's, it's, it's low. It's almost like it's local for everybody now. Like even yeah. here in Dallas, um, uh, Botham John, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That police, that lady just walked right up in the house and killed him in his house. In his house. And, um, oh, I feel so bad. The, the lady in Fort Worth, where the police officers went in her house Tatiana. in Fort Worth. Yes. A Tatiana Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going like are really like really and yeah. i feel really bad because seeing so many of these videos i think for majority of people especially people that are not black forget the whole people of color people who are not black it's right. almost like they're getting desensitized to it mm-hmm. it's sad yep. but i've seen it I so much had to cut on my desensitizing numbness in order to kind of deal with this i yeah. really did and i hate that yeah. i even have that type of meter because n- no other I'm not gonna say no other race has it but like it's because it's not reoccurring with like other races and stuff like that and like I don't I don't feel like nobody else feels that like there's no compassion that comes with that with saying like oh I gotta numb myself to deal with another black man losing his life to right, right like like you can you can go to therapy for something like that but honestly what can they tell you they tell right. you it's not good to not feel nothing. I know that. They said you're supposed mm-hmm. to feel something. That's the problem. You don't feel anything. Humans aren't built like that. Yeah, right. and honestly, I think that black people, whether they know this consciously or unconsciously, we're fighting to not feel what we're feeling anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially so black men. Because we aren't necessarily mm-hmm. at like I said, we're at the tip, but we haven't planted the flag. When we plant the flag, that will be it for us as far as letting the world know that like blacks across the globe are no longer going to take your shit. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to ask y'all. Um, so since, you know, Floyd's murder, because it's been seen by millions of people all over the world um, and people have everywhere have been protesting you know this is probably the first time we've ever seen something like this and we just endured a almost three-month quarantine since all of us were locked down sim- simultaneously <laughs> and now multiple countries are protesting as well all together um do y'all think that the COVID lockdown and plus now you know the news of these murders have sparked this abundant amount of action and aggression like across the country like do you think that COVID, the the covid lockdown kind of maybe like fueled this fire a little bit more i definitely think it did because i don't feel like i don't think the entire world would have been impacted the way that it has been if we were going about our daily lives and right, stuff like that right. like i really think that this is why i think that covid has been kind of a blessing and a curse because we have I feel like people have we well we have we have had time to kind of decompress in a way a lot of us Mm -hmm. 
And I think that because of that, I mean, we weren't doing anything like when this, um, when these murders and stuff started happening, like we weren't, we were chilling at home. Like all we had was our phones in our hands and Netflix. Like, so I feel like it is kind of like, I definitely think that because we've been in quarantine and we ain't done shit for so long. Like a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost their jobs. People are pissed off. And a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people have been angry. A lot of people have been irritated. Wanting reform, period. Mm-hmm. So I think that honestly, COVID was just a way for people. I mean, the fact that it happened when it did, the mm-hmm. fact that the George Floyd uh, murder had took place when it did, it just kind of sent people over their edge especially black people like we've been fed up like we know mm-hmm. we know how this feels because and content at the same time right because it's Ooh, been happening but mm-hmm. now I just feel like the, it just gave these white people something to do Oof. pretty much Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I mean because they, they were already and they was they already protesting the Karens were protesting a month ago and they yeah. walked up there with full militia right um I want to go to work I'm really the tired Karens of sitting in the, the house they did. I'm tired of raising my kids I want them to go to school like right. They were just, and they were mad about things I'm sure a lot of people were upset about, but come on, you know. Come I'm on, I'm not even going to lie. I went to Target yesterday, and everybody knows Target is full of white people. Chalk full of white people. Yep. White people Target. love Target. Yeah. I went in there, and I have to say, I don't usually shop at Target, um, but of course I've been around white people, but the the whites were out. Yes, they, they were really out yesterday. They were everywhere. Like They were really out yesterday. I don't know what it was about yesterday but it was just a lot of white they people said oh the quarantine's out. over they i guess that's what they said because they have on no type of mask honey i guess they just said fuck it but anyways i said that because um there were i got like a lot of i was with my boyfriend he has you know his dreads and stuff like that but everybody was staring and like i felt i thought i was being paranoid but I noticed it when this lady, like one of the people who worked at um, Target, like me and my boyfriend were looking like in the electronic section and we had left. Like we were literally walking away and this lady like that works over there in the electronic section, like flagged me down. Like, hey, like we're literally across the aisle, like literally about to go to another section of the store. And this lady's like flagging us down like, hey, hey, did y'all need something? Did y'all need something? And it was the weirdest shit I've ever she, experienced yeah, she in my that life. I don't know. I don't know what she... I don't know. I don't know. Like, the whole vibe in the store was weird as fuck mm-hmm. yesterday. Like, I can't lie. Because like, y'all were the only probably the whole, piece of color walking well, around. We so they're like, oh, is I that somebody different? Well, they had people that were work, working in there. Um, A couple of the cashiers were black, but we were pretty much the only black mm-hmm. people in the store. So it just felt very strange because I was just like, why is she... And she was being so, like, helpful and, like, just, extra. like, extra and, like, pushing herself like on to me like we were literally walking away like we didn't want anything else so like it the whole vibe of the day just felt really weird as strange weird as fuck like you it know was it's just very strange. it's funny you say that because i started film school this week and all my teachers are white mm-hmm. so we're talking about different directors of course like spike lee or john singleton comes up for example you know they especially spike lee very 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 black, black, like, black. that is what all my very films are about and so they and everybody loves Spike Lee. Like they were saying he's a wonderful director and everything. But just, you know, the content of his films, like 
I think that they were kind of walking on eggshells a little bit because of the times we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Not that they didn't want to talk about it. They just kind of talked about it briefly because my entire class was black except for like a Hispanic person and a white person. It was just two of them and everybody else was black. I was very shocked when I got there. But (laughs) I think he kind of wanted to go over it, but he didn't want to get too deep into it because he probably didn't want us to maybe bust out in this, you know, I don't know, dialogue of Mm -hmm. what's going on in the world because we're all kind of there for our art right now. We we definitely are addressing what's going on in the world, but we weren't trying to get too into it because, you know, he in a class full of black people and he probably wasn't necessarily prepared to, you know, we probably weren't trying to have all that today. But it's interesting you said that because the white people have been acting kind of kind of weird lately. Right. And I I know Denton is very different from the rest of Texas in a lot of ways but it just it just felt so strange like it just felt weird because not only did it feel ingenuine but it felt like Mm -hmm. they were like walking on eggshells in a way Mm -hmm. and I'm like I don't even I'm like does my presence really affect you white people that much I swear I'm out here to burn down Target I swear (laughs) we're here for milk I promise the whole day the whole thing just made me so uncomfortable I was so Mm -hmm. ready to get out that store I bet I bet. Well, just I think it's just because what, what white people, as well as us, but more so than what they see on TV. So when they're not around us, they think we are what they see on television. Yeah, That's literally how it's been forever. That's why I'm sure uh, Joe Biden's old ass was talking like a damn black exploitation film, because that's probably the last time he's seen black people in something like. And it's, and it's funny, though, because he was Obama's VP. So that's what kind of really confused me. I just thought yeah. about it just now. Like, this nigga really was Obama's VP. He and, really was. And this is how you're talking to black people? Weren't really you around was. them for like eight years at least? Well, he probably had, honestly, Ooh, he probably had black people coming up to him talk like that when he was um, the VP to Obama. Oh, he probably Jesus. did. I just can't even. But um, I know y'all saw that. I don't know if y'all saw that video. I think that was Dallas of that white man swinging that sword. Did y'all see that oh, he video? Got this, he got beat. He got jumped. So this is what I heard happened because I saw it too. And I saw him <laughs> swinging that sword. I was like, what is this man doing? So a few reports have said that he had a store and he was defending it. I was like, well, if you're defending a store, why are you chasing people with a sword? It'd be different if you was just trying to like, you know, kind of block but them. The- but he was chasing a little boy or something. You could hear somebody he screaming. He was chasing a little boy and, and that's what he had a problem with. Yes, he was chasing basically a child. And all these people jumped him and they broke his bones. I mean, I saw it. It was really disgusting. I don't know if he, like, is a vegetable now or he's in critical condition or he died. I forgot what they said happened to him. But stuff like that, you know, like, without any context, you know, yeah, he's swinging his sword around. He is a chase- He is chasing a child. But then, you know, all these people had basically almost killed him. And it's just, like, so much, so much violence yes, like it's sad violence. that the protest what started out as a protest got violent so quickly but i do honestly think that the the lockdown and people already being irritated and just irritable in general and fed up yeah. it just created this ball of like yeah we got to set it off are jumping out right now Ooh, they yes. are hopping out yeah right so now. there's a there's a multitude of things <clears throat> that has ultimately led to what we're in at this chaotic moment in time. And so, like, yes, the corona, of course. But so, like, with the protesting, I was having a conversation with a friend, and they was just like, you really have to, like, be blessed and acknowledge that, like, being in COVID has, like, allowed a multitude of people to gather and actually use their rights because 
if people were doing their nine to five, having to pick up kids, having to cook meals, like they wouldn't have been able to mobilize at 12 o'clock to march down downtown. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have been able to do that. That's true. And so like, and so like the biggest thing that we have acknowledged is like, is that the problem is that like our work schedules and our life schedules keep us from being as politically active as we would like. Mm -hmm. And I would have to say that, yes, like Mm -hmm. it is like 40 hour working a 40 hour week or an eight hour day. Plus, you know, doing things with your children. Like we always see that, how that affects the polls, because if I get off at five o'clock, but the polls close at seven and I live in a major city with traffic, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how am I supposed to make it to the polls on time? Yeah. Or if I do make it, then I got up two and a half three hour wait before i can actually vote Mm -hmm. and so like all of those things have to contribute so yes you have these you have (laughs) what i like to call you have these introverts who have been caged because of of, because of covid and the introverts are really the ones who have been having a problem staying inside not socializing like you have started you you start to see how angry they get when you have bound them to one location Mm -hmm. and so the extroverts have been cool because we can sit in a house and chill all day me included i'm that person but like the extroverts are the ones that are really having a problem like being still or being told what to do this these other things but going going off of that like necessarily this quarantine is like something that has been able for us to be able to mobilize effectively have the time to come together yeah have the time Mm -hmm. to come together come up with a plan Mm -hmm. unite our voices unite others as well Mm -hmm. because like you have to realize like okay yeah your yeah your city might have been able to do something but major cities major states other countries because we are all quarantined have been able to mobilize Mm -hmm. and speak on the behalf of this oppression like And so, like, you have to give it up to good old COVID nineteen because had this been like Miss Rona, we did not like you. (laughs) Yeah, like because if this was the flu, we would have been at work. Yep, you absolutely right. You were absolutely right. They would have gave you that little flu shot, tell you to rest up for eight hours, and I'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's that's just what it would have been. Also, the other part of it is just like where do we see ourselves as far as equality moving forward? Cause where we are currently ain't it. So Will like it ever that, be, I hate to be pessimistic, but, but that's the thing. So I think that's the other thing that people are starting to realize that we want to fight for Yeah, is that like, okay, we've been like, accepting the scraps of this piece of shit equality y'all have been giving us Mm -hmm. but no now like is the time for y'all really to like mean what y'all say or we're gonna like quote unquote burn y'all shit to the ground like so and and it sucks that it has to come at a point where black men and women children are losing their lives but if that's kind of, and I think that's where the chips fall, where they may, if like, that's what has to be the kicker to start some things, then like, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but like, if that's what kicks us to get us going, then that's just what it is. That's what kicks us and get us going. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely agree with that. I think that 
all of this. I mean, nothing to me, nothing happens by chance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we don't know what all is going to become of this. You know, ultimately, it ultimately is God's plan, you know, but <laughs> this has just been such a crazy, crazy time because it's just yeah. so different than anything we've ever experienced before. Mm -hmm. And and the protests, and of course, we've seen the protests before, because I mean, even in Dallas, you know, when they were protesting, I forgot who it was for. I don't know if it was Philando Castile or somebody they were protesting for. Sandra Bland, I remember somebody had shot the police officers that night and, mm -hmm. and killed Dallas? them. Oh, yeah. yeah, that when was like were, two, three years ago. That was like not too long ago. That was, was I think it was 2017. Ago. It was um, it was on my sister's birthday, actually. It's funny because I was working um, in North Dallas and I usually went through downtown sometimes. Like, I usually went through that way. But something that day told me just to sit in traffic for no reason. <laughs> and I didn't go through there. But if I would have went down there, I would have probably saw all of that. And I remember watching the news and be like, is this real? Like, mm -hmm. the one time I was actually sitting there watching, like, the news, I was like, oh, my gosh. And so I feel like this relationship between police and especially black people has just, I mean, it's always been tainted and there's always been these issues and these problems. And so my next question is because earlier I was showing Ariana how there were these like pallets of bricks being like set up in the cities oh, and people were handing out bricks and stuff. And so I'm like, okay, do they want it to be civil unrest? Like, do they want it to be, does somebody want there to be violence? I mean, I get that people are being violent, but it seems like, especially like even the news and the media, and they keep showing stuff and making people more angry. It's like, is there something else to this? Like, do y'all want this? Like, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm really confused on just, is somebody really watching us feed off this anger and, you know, that, that hateful seed that's been planted in us? Like, there aren't that many people that are calling for peace and for the ones that are, everybody's like attacking them and calling yeah. them coons. And I'm like, so is it wrong to say that we want peace or is it wrong for there to maybe perhaps be another way? You know, um, more than anything that makes me upset about this is how, especially in the past week, because this has been going on for about two weeks now, is that people have been turning this into like a social media challenge where the some of the white people and even probably some of the black people, celebrities have been going out there and, been, you know, protesting and just taking pictures like and fashion. yeah just taking pictures and oh i'm out here black lives matter but you're out there for three seconds and then you're going back to your car and you're going back home and i'm out here protesting like i think it was somebody that got married a few days ago and they were having their wedding pictures surrounded by like a group of protesters black people i wow. said what is this foolishness like what is really going on so i guess it's just all very confusing and i mean like you said earlier i'm i'm happy that this, you know, pandemic and not really the pandemic, but at least the lockdown has has caused us as a as a, a a globe, as a world to come together and actually all do something at the same time. Like we're all doing this like we're all in this together, like for real, like we're all doing this. But but it seems that it's quickly turning very ugly. Like I'm low key scared because as black people, like kind of what Killer Mike was saying about us mobilizing and stuff now that we've had, you know, We've gotten our frustrations out. We've burnt up Atlanta. We've burnt up these places. What is what plan is B? Yeah, what is plan B? Because what? now, if we keep doing this, you know they got the tanks because they're already sending the military into many towns. They're making yeah. people stay in the house again. They, I so, passed a lot of protests in Dallas. They have some military tanks out there. You know, the white folks have all the militia, as we know. So if we keep doing this, 
what could come of that? Because people have already died in protests. I think it's like like seven people have already died in these protests and people mm-hmm. getting shot in the face. I think one boy in Dallas got shot in the face with the rubber bullet and mm-hmm. he lost half his teeth and I think he's blind his eye now. And he lost his eye. Yeah, and the police are fighting with people on the street and it's literally becoming like war. Like, I don't really like this. I really, mm-hmm. really think that there has to be another effective way to protest now that it's now that it's getting so violent yeah if i can i will say that there's two things that kind of need to happen Mm -hmm. as far as what's next and what we need to do and what we don't need to do what we don't need to do is mobilize out loud like we can't oh, be yes them. yes you know black people we like, love telling them what we, we love to do tell them, like what our plan is and mm-hmm. like that's why our stuff be getting foiled because this is how the white people keep getting us because you know right. Issa said they keep having those secret white meetings that we don't know about right. <laughs> it's, exactly and it's like it's like we laugh at it and then we like shocked when we see it in real life yeah. like no like they are actually like plotting against us like <laughs> in real time and so yep. like when you're loud about how you're going to mobilize and where to mobilize you have to realize that some of these folks have connections where they can beat you to the punch. And like you said, they set up them bricks before you start your little parade route. And all it takes is for the right angry nigga to Ooh, just see them yeah. bricks. And it's over. And sometimes it ain't even the right angry nigga. It's the white, it's the angry white anarchist. That's bashing out the windows. And you wouldn't even hear. And you're over here bashing out windows. Yeah. Yes. And so like, that's the thing is like, it's so easy for others to camouflage and be with the cause mm-hmm. when they have their own agenda as mm-hmm. well. So like, and that's, and the other big thing is that we have to realize that it's the production. It's, it's, it's a production. It's a production between the news and the yes. major broadcast. Yeah. And so, like, they have their job. They have to keep their ratings up. They have to do yep. stuff like that. So, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a news outlet set those bricks up along yep. the route. They were going to perfectly be in position yep. to kill mm-hmm. certain people to be in. So, that's why it's very important that while they have their production, you have yours. Make sure you got your camera out. If you see some stuff that they're not presenting to the world, you make sure you mm-hmm. present it. The yep. power of us having our cameras out has been in our best favor. Like we're just not using it. It's a tool. You got to use it. Yeah, like you have to use it. Like I've seen so much where, like, a news outlet will say like the black people are out here rioting, but then you look on Twitter and then you see it's the white people in right. masks. It's Karen TV running on. with them lamps, so, like, right? Like, and then you'll hear about a, a news story like where a white, white man say attacking protesters. Yeah, like you'll you'll hear a, pro- uh, a white man say they that these white men these black men came and beat me up and this that and the other mm-hmm. and then you look on Twitter and he was out there with a bow and arrow playing Hunger Games and Ooh, shit like not so, Hunger Games so now Literally. you got and stuff like the Central Park Karen and oh. and everybody else like it's important that like. I, I hate to say that we got to have our guard up, but you need to have your guard up and your camera out. Like, you just have to, like, now. At like, all times. Because mm-hmm. because the narrative of Black people out here being destructive to white people mm-hmm. is something that we have seen mm-hmm. constantly and constantly. And they have, and they got it like a, a memorized script. Mm-hmm. They have it. They have it They've in their back pocket. And we mm-hmm. see that they are not afraid to use it. So, mm-hmm. like, you can't be afraid to, like, have your evidence and everything else on your side because within a short breath she said this man is assaulting her yeah. and he's sitting there looking at her you choking a dog trying to come even nowhere near her like or the, or the white man who got beat up with the skateboard and stuff mm-hmm. like like it's 
it's just too easy for like them to say that a black person did it and then for the world to believe them but now since we have our evidence and we're showing them like black people are not as hostile as white people have been making it seem and i think that's why white people some white people are starting to realize that mm-hmm. as well like, they haven't necessarily been speaking but we are saying like if you're silent you're compliant kind of thing mm-hmm. and now they're, they're watching like, okay. mm-hmm. they're watching and it's just like okay like i'm me not saying nothing is not helping mm-hmm. the other thing that is also in our benefit is the fact that should I say this correctly? The other thing that's in our benefit is that, like, now we know that, like, the young generation is not playing any games. And the power of diversity is working in our favor. So, like, mm-hmm. the younger mm-hmm. white kids have been, ex- have been explored, not necessarily exploited, but they've explored blackness to a certain degree. They've been exposed, they've explored, yeah. Because TikTok been, ain't nothing exactly, but black people. They've been exposed to these mm-hmm. things and they... They're not racist. Like the, the this narrative that oh you have to dislike these people because of who they are and what they look like. They're not necessarily retaining that. Like some of them. <laughs> I mean, some of them are not. But like you see a lot of videos on social media of like kids fighting their parents, telling them like, hey, like there's no reason for you to have this system of belief that you do because there's no need for it. Like and like you hearing like white folks like active whether they're doing it or not because i don't know but they're actively like canceling family members because of their toxic beliefs and stuff like that so i think that's another thing that's been in our favor is that like now you have white people who are also calling out white people on their well, racist that's necessary that's extremely necessary that's i mean extremely slavery wouldn't have been abolished without some white folks so like that's extremely necessary since they're the majority. And mm-hmm. so when you have the minority speaking as one and some of the majority speaking with the minority, then your voice becomes louder. Because mm-hmm. being an ally is a verb first. Yeah. So if you don't do the work, then you can't call yourself an ally. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that people are actually starting to tap into what it is to be an ally and like realizing that, oh, I can't just talk about it i gotta walk Mm. it too and to just be human i mean damn like yeah we all have different traits about us but you as a person know that it's wrong to kill another person right Right. like these white folks especially these police y'all wouldn't do this to a dog right but it's just that our history is just so tainted like i was you know telling y'all earlier about the foundation I mean, America was built on this lie of liberty and justice. I mean, yeah, we have a lot more than some other countries, so I'll give us that. But we already were built on lies. We were already built on so much oppression of everybody, just yeah. about, except for, you know, particular white people, because shit, they ain't even like the Irish at one point. They ain't like each other. So we've always kind of been built on this facade that we're liberal and free and we just are you know oh you can do and be whatever you want yet we still have people especially in the government that have oppressed people and okay y'all stay over there no y'all can't come over here okay well it's okay for y'all to hang these people if you want to you know because you gotta you gotta realize that like the thing about america that sets most other countries apart is that like yeah you had racist people doing things but we had a system. We had legislation that approved of the beliefs. Mm-hmm. So, like, Jim Crow was a real thing. It wasn't just a belief. It was a system. Mm-hmm. So, like, so, like, now, 
I can take what I have in my head and actually apply it to legislation so that other people can enact this now. Mm -hmm. And like, that was the biggest problem. So like, we wasn't just fighting bigots. We was fighting a bigoted system. Right. That's a different thing. That's a whole different monster. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. The civil rights movement was about dismantling you know, some of the biggest, but mostly legislation. Mm-hmm. But now we have those leftover bigots because we have legislation on our side. Now. We do. Well, some. I think that's why the fight, partially, I think why yeah. the fight should, I think that's why the fight should ultimately not be as hard as it is now. Because, right, right. Because, our, because my grandmother, she, she was active and she was just like actually going up against the system is is completely different from what y'all are doing now. Mm-hmm. Because like we have now, more tools. They, yeah, because like my grandmother spent sixty days in jail for protesting, mm-hmm. which is a First Amendment right. Dang, sixty yeah. days. Six, my grandmother spent two months in jail for protesting for doing what she's supposed to be able to do, but for some reason yeah. they said she couldn't. And, and she was and she was protesting on the behalf of her sister being able to go to a school that was right down the street from their house. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, my my um, her sister was going to have to walk two and a half miles to the other school. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, like I, you can't take stuff for granted. I also want to say, like, for the record, <laughs> the narrative that, like, certain Black people, certain woke Black people are saying, like, oh, I'm not my ancestors. I will fight you. I don't know about y'all ancestors, but mine was fighting. Okay. Right. I feel so, like they've been fighting this my, whole time. My ancestors didn't go out like no punk. They, for real. They now you talk about punks. Right. We're the punks. We, you know, we for real. Like, cause we are y'all, the punks. Like, y'all only out there, like, some of y'all really out there just to be mad and angry and to mm-hmm. speak and stuff. But some of our ancestors actually put their lives on the line. For real. Yeah, they weren't out there going to worry about knew, getting a Gucci belt. They knew that, like, <laughs> Yeah, like they knew that once they took off from the plantation or once they planned to rebel, rebel it wasn't no coming back from that. Like that you, might live, mm-hmm. you, you might live a day or two afterwards, but that was it. Yeah. They didn't even know when they next anything was. Right. That Turner so, said, yeah, I got to die about mine. This, this narrative that like, oh, I'm not my ancestors. I will fight you. I will. Man, please. That's Twitter please. talk. Oh, man, so sick of these children. I'm so sick of them <laughs> Twitter activists. Black Twitter so, okay. is just... It's funny, but it's also a That's mess. That's all it is. A funny mess. A funny mess. A funny mess. Um, well, I also wanted to say, you know, with all that we've observed, I mean, just over the years, it seems like it, it's very unfortunate, but it seems like Black people always have to struggle and suffer to progress. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Frederick Douglass did say there is if there is no struggle, there is no progress. And I feel like that's very true, especially for us, because that seems like that seems to be the case, like all the time. So, no, it's not fair that we usually have to suffer more than everyone else. But I feel like on a positive note, spiritually, physically, probably even emotionally, I feel like it has made us very strong. Now, yeah, people yeah, do get pushed to a point and get snapped, you know, but it's surprising that we haven't even snapped yet. Like she said, that we have been trying to go after equality, that we haven't even been trying to get revenge. Like, mm-hmm. that really says something, I feel like, about us and, and our resilience to be able to endure all those years of slavery, all Thank these you. years of systemic racism. I mean, just enduring, enduring, enduring. Like, it's like, it's like almost like we're built for it. 
You know, even Ooh. just think about our skin going out in the sun, like the right. sun gives us more life. The sun makes right. us healthier. We don't get skin cancer from the sun. Like we're meant to oh, be. Wait a now we can. I mean, we can, but <laughs> <laughs> right, right. we can. But I mean, we're wear your sunscreen. Wear your we're very. Saying, it just. I, I mean, be outside a little longer than Harry. Can. Right. That's we can true. stay outside a little bit longer. I mean, but and, and they want to to tan their skin just like us. I mean. Our yeah. skin, our being is so much like the earth, mm-hmm. you know, it's like God. it's godlike. It's it's very it's godlike, and it it it's really to me like interesting because I you know like uh, I don't know if it, I don't think it was Farrakhan. I don't know who it was. I saw somebody, maybe it was Past Parker's morning. I don't know somebody saying you know about how even even Jesus like. You know, all of us know that Jesus was probably black or Middle Eastern. He wasn't white. We know that. Uh, but, but he was... Ain't a white man going to be able to endure it half For real. But he was... You know, people did not like Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had many followers, but he also had many opposers. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think, the Romans killed him. They said, oh, no, we can't have no more of this. Yeah. <laughs> and right. they just straight up killed him. So I feel like... They chose a known thief oh, to Lord. get grace over God, over Jesus. Oh, Yeah. Who was a savior? Like mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta realize the power in that. Like, yeah. And for, and for Jesus to let it happen. Of course, he's God. He already knew it was gonna happen. He knew. Ooh. But it just goes to show you how the world has always been. You know, yeah. nothing, literally nothing is new under the sun. We do have different sets of problems. We have technology of all these things, but it just seems like we always have to suffer. And I don't. I don't even want to say, oh, we're just built to suffer. But it just seems like for some reason we're able to endure it. Yeah. And while enduring it. It's created, it's created, I don't know, like this, this, this force. Cause like going back to TikTok, everything that's on social media is us. Yeah. Megan Thee Stallion, twerking. I mean, we could go back tap dancing. We could go yeah. back to music. I mean, culture, American mm-hmm. pop culture, as we know, it has been invented by us. And yeah. you know, America is the popular girl. Okay. Everybody yeah. loves to look at us. Okay. We'd be over here having so much fun. We'd be we over here doing, girl. we are that girl, yeah. but we are that girl because of who? And, and not just, you know, obviously our trauma and stuff, but what we've, created out of that we've created so much dance we've created music we've created some of the best movie songs and all that of all time and so like i kind of do want to look at this in a more positive note like how you were saying that the covid kind of you know ended up being a blessing for some you know some people really really were getting overworked their jobs and now they got a break you know some people maybe want to get closer to their kids again now you ain't got a choice because y'all all all locked up together now like Mm -hmm. you know there's there's obviously a lot of bad but there's also you know a lot of good in it too and like you said we wouldn't have had the time to go downtown and you know i mean i lost my job at least i can all we can all be here we can learn how to be together you know so despite probably our political power and you know even financial i well, I guess I can't even say financial. I just felt like we had to put our money towards the right things. Because yeah. we, ha- I mean, the black dollar is very, very, very lucrative. <laughs> very lucrative. <laughs> we spend so much money on hair. And just think if we put that money into a campaign. Think if yeah. we put that money into centers and stuff downtown or true politicians that was actually going to do some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we put that type of effort I feel like we could honestly, that's probably what they're scared of. We could honestly change the world. I mean, yep. just think, even with music and influence, we have Beyonce, we had Prince, we had Michael, we had Whitney, we got Rihanna. So we have all these people that are seen all over the world. Like, they are the face of America. Black people. Yeah. 
It's just that within our own country, there's certain powers that we don't have that I feel like could be attainable if we just use what use our tools and we're bold enough to actually do it. Yeah. So now that we've burned stuff and, you know, protested, like we said, what what will be plan B? What'll be next? Because I know the white folks have something up their sleeve. Like <laughs> they always got something up their sleeve. So is there a way for us to like outsmart them? Is there, I mean, I'm sure there is. We just have to actually do it. Is there a way for us to say, hey, we're not, you know, forget you, Jeff Bezos. We're not going to buy Amazon today. Right. I don't mm. know about tomorrow, but today we're going to, we're going to, we're going to hang on to this money or we're not going to do this or we're not going to use this platform or we're not going to give our money to this corporation no more, you know? Mm. Yeah. So I don't know if there, you know, if y'all have any ideas on what could possibly be the most effective way to address this, you know, after all of this drama that we've had, because, you know, we're very emotional people. So honestly, it doesn't surprise me that people have, you know, gone off, yeah. <laughs> gone all the way off, but mm-hmm. we can't go off all the time because we know what right. essentially well, we in the can, end. But what else? Yeah, what what could really come of this? So do y'all have maybe any other idea of what we could possibly do? No idea, but I do know <laughs> that we. Can. <laughs> I have no idea. Will we ever get along with the I police do again? Know that we can uh, be supporting these black businesses out yeah. here. Yeah. Period. I think that's the biggest thing is that like we have to get back into that whole black collectivism aspect oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and really like I know we say like focus on us but like apply that now so like really like invest in like the programs that are in our communities already like mm-hmm. maybe because okay mm-hmm. because government good government funding only goes so far for the most yep. time right they give you like, the crumbs and so like if they're trying to work on the behalf of your community and you stay there why wouldn't you put money into helping them help you even more mm-hmm. so like that's the other thing that's what the like, celebrities could be doing why do you appear making videos right donate yeah. some money please and so like even even with them like donating to campaigns like Black Lives Matter and, and movement. Other things, like and other things like that, like it's important that like when we pick who and and this starts like on a local level, like meeting meeting these individuals and letting them know what our demands are, what are the needs of the community, instead of taking what they think they see in our community mm-hmm. and have them come up with a plan. We mm-hmm. live there like we know what we need and so like mobilizing on that effort is like gonna be in our best interest because both okay yeah we can pick a senator and stuff like that but is he gonna allocate for everybody all the way down right probably not right so like we need for the people in our in our city and then they need to allocate for the people to the state and Mm -hmm. and so on so so the belief of the trickle down effect needs to be dismantled and we need for it to trickle upward. Yeah. Ooh, yes. A word. That's very much a word. Cause I mean, we think about it. We're so worried about the president who really don't do that much. People aren't worried about their local governments. People are not worried about their count city council. You're not even worried about your school board or what your kids are doing. Like, you know, we actually need to look at, the paper we need to see what the actual policies are more yeah. than anything forget these fake ass politicians like yeah. let's look at this policy and see with what this is saying you know i know people be and voting and they be clicking through once that once it starts you said what and how it affects us once it starts yep. like, yeah you can, ha- you can have a, a good policy but in the fine print it can very well leave you out like, yep and so, like, what good does it do that, oh, you voted for a policy you didn't fully understand, but then mm-hmm. it's counterintuitive because 
it doesn't help you out. Yep. And see, I noticed you out to dry. I noticed that when I was voting last time, because, you know, even just in local elections, like there are some of these policies that will have two things attached to it. So it's one thing you want, but it's one thing you don't. I said, what is this? Like, I was really reading like this is ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. We're going to, you know, build new roads and stuff. But we're also going to, you know, plant this nuclear thing up under the school that could possibly make all the kids sick. You know, stuff like that. Like, that is crazy. That is psychotic. So, of course, we're like, oh, we want new new roads. But then you wonder why all these kids got asthma and they can't breathe and right. stuff's wrong with them. They don't plant planted something up under the school because this was the location they wanted to put it in. You know, it's it's ugh, politics and just the law in general is just really, yeah. really confusing in this country because a lot of it. I mean, unfortunately, it's, it's just bullshit. It's, and yeah. For, <laughs> and for too long, it's been it's like a double edged sword. Yeah, and for too long, it's been us listening to what the candidates are going to do for us instead of what we can do for ourselves Mm -hmm. and what the candidate can do to make us better. Mm -hmm. So, like, and so, like, that's that's my biggest thing as far as advocating with your needs. Like, going, I can only reference for what we did, but going back from when, like, me, Kai, and all of the others, like, started BSU, like, we started with an outlook because... It was nothing like that on our campus. That's true. And we had finally got to a point where we had black representatives that was like, why don't y'all have these things for yourself? Mm-hmm. And we was like, well, why don't we have these things for ourselves? Mm-hmm. So like when we had those people challenge us and make us think for ourselves, for ourselves, like we managed to do some great things. Now, whether or not that's up kept, yeah. it's not necessarily on us because we did it for the time being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, started it. Yeah, so like we started it and we kept it up while we was there. But you know, that's the thing with passing the torch. Like you have to make sure that like when you pass the torch, it's kind of like really relieving the stress that like it's okay in the hands that it goes to in the next Mm -hmm. in the next phase. Like you should have faith in that the person you're passing it to will do something. You know, black people we like to listen to the politicians, but we're not reading nothing what they're doing. Most of us, not all of us, but some of us aren't really going back on people's records. Again, Mm -hmm. with Joe Biden or even Trump. We all know Trump ain't got a record, but Joe Biden, what have you actually done? Especially to black people. You know, you gotta go back and look at these people, not even just them. The I'm again, the city council, the senators, people in your local government, in your state government. We actually have to go and look at the fine print and see because honestly, that's probably how they're getting by on us. There's probably laws that's probably actually there. That's the reason why they're getting away with certain things. Well, it actually is legal here. Oh, we didn't know that, you know. Um, but just to you know, end on a again, a positive note. Um, I think Ooh, that I oh, go. yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, through some research, well, not necessarily some research, but through, like, evaluating this term, I will say that, like, there's one positive thing, like, through the Trump campaign. And I know some people be, like, smacking their lips on their hair and stuff like that. Um, But, like, ultimately, while I do think that Trump is an idiot, I'm thankful for for him being an idiot. Because his lack of experience in the political world has kind of helped not necessarily pe- people of color, but black people. So, like, we all know Donald Trump to have, like, racist language and stuff like that. But, as I mentioned before, like, we had a bigoted system. Mm-hmm. And so, because he was, because he was and is still inexperienced, he has not really kept 
a lot of the oppressive system in place and enacted like he like other presidents have that were full of knowledge this is why i'm kind of nervous about biden mm-hmm. because biden knows the system he knows the things that work to keep certain groups oppressive he was a part of some secretly legislation mm-hmm. that kept certain people oppressed and so like with donald trump he's all bark and no bite so like the only bite he's really came down on was the immigration thing which to some people is a big deal like people coming in illegally that bothers some people mm. not me so much because i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for forced immigration um but like his inexperience in the political world has like not necessarily kept up some of the oppressive systems that kind of keep black people down in particular now hispanics asians whatever whatever i cannot say but black people seem to be doing better because of his inexperience with knowing the system and how the system keeps us oppressed yeah Yeah, he can say oh black people this hispanics that but he doesn't really know the intricacies of how those things before him got like that and stay like that yeah because they you know they were keeping it going i noticed that too like it's kind of hard because you know like you said trump is so much barking so that's really is what just makes you be like oh i can't stand you like all this stuff but you know me and my grandma go back and forth about the whole unemployment thing and you know obama started it but under trump it's been this and you know how black people have this is the highest employment we've had in like 50, 60 years, something as far as black people and how that's affecting us, even though the quarantine happened. And so it's I just feel like it's pros and cons to to everyone. Sure. I don't know all of the good things or or really even the bad things that Donald Trump has done or Joe Biden. I guess it's just that's why we really have to take a real look at them. And that's why I think the media is so toxic sometimes, because as someone who was in journalism, I mean, you could watch. The same press conference, but on CNN, this is what they use. Mm-hmm. On Fox News, this is what they use. So what did yeah. he really say? What did right. he really do? You know, everybody was mad about, you know, Trump's tweets and stuff. So I actually had to go look for myself. Like, what did he say now? Like, oh, he's calling for people to get killed and stuff. And so I kind of got that from it. But at the same time, again, I was thinking about the Rodney King thing and how the Korean people were shooting people from their store. They were shooting people, too, because people were breaking into their store. So I was like, well, who was he talking about? Like, who's doing the shooting? And all right. this confusion and stuff. And so I would encourage people to take time for themselves like you were doing, you know, do some research and think before you act just, you know, a little bit. It's hard because we got emotions and just kind of develop your own thought process because Twitter does that too. Twitter mm-hmm. creates these bandwagons that people yeah. just love to retweet and oh, we going to do this and yeah. uh, F these people. Let's cancel this person. Let's do this just because other people are doing it. Like, no, you need to have your own mind because, if not, this is how they really be getting people. They be getting these groups of sheep together that all think yep. the same exactly and toss them right off the cliff. Toss them right off the cliff. So, um, I, I agree with all of that. The only thing that I just dislike was what's coming out is that like the um, senator who drafted the bill is remaining anonymous, but he can't do that once it goes to the House of Representatives. Um, is that like now they're drafting a bill that's like stating that owners can basically like protect their property stand their ground basically right basically stand their ground so so here's the issue with that it's it's technically not illegal for what that man was doing with the sword yeah and see he would have protection to do something like that yeah so that's very very toxic 
if problematic. I have, if I have to, if I have the right to protest and something kind of gets out of hand and then somebody loses their life because of protection of property. Yeah. Like, oh but my see, you gosh. have that, that last line where um, you have life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Technically, your property is your pursuit of happiness. What? And so, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's in a lot of states, but some like some states don't deem it the same way. In Texas, I know Florida is. In Texas specifically, yes, Florida, yes, mm-hmm. yes, like New York and all of that. You know, property is a pursuit of happiness. If you've worked for it, technically, that's it's yours. So like, so like now it's stuff like that that's like flying under the radar that mm-hmm. we need to be mm-hmm. aware of, and that's why I say like you got to keep your eyes open. Like, yeah, you might not like your senator, he might not be doing nothing on your behalf, but like. I don't know if it'll work, but call them and tell them to vote and strike down that bill. I don't think that it'll pass because Nancy Pelosi is very, very, like, an ally for people of color, specifically Black people. Like, she understands the disenfranchisement of Black people, and I appreciate that. So, it might make it through Senate, but it's not going to pass in the House. But still, like, that's what we need to be making people aware of. Right. Instead of canceling people that don't matter, like, y'all be on Twitter mad at you know, Doja Cat when this is happening. Doja Coon. Oh, Lord. I'm glad you said that because I had no idea. Nigel was telling me also about another bill that they were trying to pass about, um, like, certain speech. And, of course, I agree with, like, hate speech, I guess, being banned or whatever. But at the same time, depending on, I guess, whatever the speech is, mm-hmm. yeah, can you really? From. Yeah, because, I mean, because... What's our, you know, our First Amendment is like freedom of speech, right? Mm -hmm. So isn't that kind of like a, like, isn't that kind of backhanded? Because if you don't kind of let people kind of say certain. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that's ultimately kept Trump not from being prosecuted. Yeah. His speech incited violence. Like we saw, we saw people that was at his Trump rally when he was like, Oh, I'd like you to hit him in the face and stuff like that. And people were actually doing it, assaulting certain people, like as they were like leaving a protest or standing their ground in a protest. Like freedom of speech. Yeah, but isn't that kind of like up to them though? It, like, it's while we hate it, like it protects a lot that we do. I just, I just hope that it doesn't turn into. Well, we are going to control everything you say. So you can't say this, you can't say this, you can't say this, you can't. Like, it's going to keep adding to the list. Like, it'll never stop to the point where we all have to pretty much say things that we don't really feel almost, you know, or change it. And to me, it's going to kind of destroy being individuals in the end. So, yeah, I don't like the white folks calling me a nigger, you know, and I know what it can do. But if we're all not able to even say you know, something very simple, possibly 50, 60 years down the line, because we don't know how it's going to be in the 2070s. Yeah. You know, it's it could be this kind of like dystopian, like black but mirror shit. That's, right. that's exactly what y'all all got to like. wear the same clothes. We all going to all work oh. the same job. Like, you know, it'll all turn into this thing that it did not. Big brother. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, it's funny. I was thinking about Mr. Davis earlier, how he said we're probably more free than we're ever going to be ever again because we were in high school. But, yeah. you know, with all the phones and technology and stuff that we have and big data and them collecting all this stuff on us, you know, we don't really know what's going to become of this or right. how we could all possibly be controlled. You know, they're talking about the vaccine and some people are saying that they're doing it too quick and we don't know what's in it. And, mm-hmm. you know, pass. yeah, like... <laughs> Uh, I don't, you know, I don't really know. I just feel like 
we need to move. I mean, I'm sure we will move forward from this, but I think there's just been it's just been so much, you know, violence. I, I really don't like it. And I, and I I don't see how fighting fire with fire will put it out. Mm-hmm. I really feel like especially as black people, we have to come together and think of another and think, come together and think, mm-hmm. not just feel. And, yeah. you know, that's one thing I will say about like the white folks, even the Asian people, like they'll get down to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, OK, we're going to put the emotions over here for a second and we're going to do this, 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 you know, yeah. just for a few seconds. And it might be what fuels us. But I think that shouldn't be the only thing because that can easily turn into, like you said, us telling everything and us being mad and we're going to tell the whole world, you know, mm-hmm. so. Um, but I really appreciate y'all for being on today. This was a wonderful conversation. I pray that this inspires other people, you know, to think, you know, think for yourself and think a little bit differently and just kind of, you know, look inside yourself, look inside your heart <laughs> and, and you know, be human and realize that we are humans fighting other humans. You know, this is nothing but a ploy. This is nothing but deceit. We're all people at the end of the day. Ain't nobody better than nobody, no matter what we've been told or what's in society. We need to all see each other on a similar level, you know, Um, if it's possible. I hope it is. So I just want to thank everyone that listened and to my lovely guest. Please let us know what you think by DMing or tweeting us at the Plug Club Pod. And also follow us on Instagram at the Plug Club Podcast. We would love to hear more conversation and suggestions for topics. Please remember to stay plugged in. Black lives definitely matter. And if you don't recycle your trash. Peace. Behind every company, there's a time-tested engine keeping it moving. After earning his master's in accounting degree online from Grand Canyon University, Isaac's helping drive his client's business forward by identifying efficiencies and building business models. He's become a core team member, keeping clients on budget and ensuring their success. What do you think accounting careers look like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.